when you're constantly talking to the world's top entrepreneurs and they're letting this life destroy their family life or prevent them from having a family, I'm very aware of not doing that. Very, 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 very aware to make sure that I put my family first no matter what. Welcome to Ultra Habits. Here, we go under the hood with our guests to unpack the minutiae and to understand what processes and systems they engage or research that result in ultra-enhanced living. Hey folks, thanks for coming on another ride with us at Ultra Habits this week. It is RJ here and I have the energetic, highly enthusiastic Justin Breen on the show. Now, Justin is a author of two books. He's recently written an epic life uh, forward by Peter Diamandis, who needs no introduction, a really dynamic read. And the reason that it is a cool and really relevant book for anyone that's in the business world, it's all about how to set the world on fire whilst not putting your family in the rear, right? Like, so how do we actually go about achieving goals, looking at success, striving, but by doing this in a way that we are actually being mindful of what's truly important to us. And that's obviously our family and other things, like health and uh, looking after ourselves, right? So this book is really important for anyone that is on a mission-orientated journey down a business path or any endeavor where you are all in but you don't want to lose the things in your life that matter. So yeah, it was a really, really great conversation for me. You know, I've got two little kids. I've got a wife. I don't always do things well. I'm not always graceful. I, you know, bump up against lots of edges in terms of trying to balance things and be harmonious. So it was a really good episode for me. A lot of actionable habits and takeaways. Anyways, folks, I'm going to leave you with Justin. Peace out. Have a great week. Justin, welcome to Ultra Habits, man. How are you going? You know, um, entrepreneur life, um, I was looking at your backstory and it's like, you know, tough childhood, uh, you know, really, really tough childhood, uh, addiction, you know, jail. And then here you are now, father of a two-year-old and a five-year-old, Ultra Habits. I mean, that's, that's entrepreneur life. I mean, that's what, that's what it is. Mm, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the habits of an entrepreneur. As we know, I think there's been more focus nowadays on, you know, the intrinsic game, the importance for the entrepreneur to have their shit together <laughs> internally, I suppose, um, in, you know, in attempts to mitigate the challenging environments that they're, they're operating in. And that's what we're going to, we're going to mm. talk about. I want to start with a statement that, um, I I heard I think you made and I want you to unpack this statement. You said something like an entrepreneur has to protect their confidence. Like it that that's a primary piece. What does that actually mean? So my brain um it turns everything into patterns. It takes all this complexity and and turns it into patterns. I don't know why it does that. It's always done that, but um I just want the answer. Uh and then talk to ideators who are all over the place. Um, and every now and then they'll have a truly great idea and then I'll activate, maximize, achieve that. And then they'll uh, have a really bad idea. Meaning I talk to top entrepreneurs on the planet. That's most of my 
day and talk to one to two of them every single week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from having a family. So that's a bad idea. Uh, and then I'll activate, maximize, achieve not doing that. So, so that's the background of how my brain works and then the types of people that I talk to. So, so the number one pattern that I've learned in five years as an entrepreneur with zero business background, zero, zero business background. I was a journalist for 20 years and now run two global companies that only partner with top entrepreneurs. So number one pattern is if you have the right mindset, it attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities. So right mindset attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities. And I think to answer your question, because it's a good one, is if you have confidence and protect that confidence, it protects your mindset, which attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities. I've met a lot of people that have confidence but that confidence really is kind of smoke and mirrors and not founded in any real skill like how do we ensure that it's just not we're not buying and selling our own bullshit like when you say confidence like what do you mean by that like there's the self-belief piece yeah how do we ensure that can translate into outcomes i suppose and we're not kind of diluted that's a great follow-up question and no one's ever asked me that before. Um, so there's 34, there are 34 strength finders, uh, Gallup, Clifton strength finders. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurs are very low in self-assurance. So they have imposter syndrome. Uh, I'm actually sixth in that, which is very high. So no imposter syndrome. And I found that directness eliminates nonsense and attracts greatness. So uh, top entrepreneurs on the planet really like my directness and average human being, business owners, consultants, they get they think it comes off as arrogance. And arrogance is a lot different than confidence. Arrogant people think they're great at everything. Uh, and confident people know that they're uh, terrible at almost everything. I'm terrible at almost everything. But in terms of connecting people on a global level and then getting people in media on global level, I, I know I'm very good at that. So I just stay in my zone of confident genius and eliminate everything else from my life or have someone else do it for me. So I think that's, I think that's the way of knowing who's confident and then knowing who's arrogant. Someone thinks they're great at everything. (laughs) No, that's probably not how it works. And the entrepreneurs that I talk to, they're just confident in knowing that they're great at maybe one, two, maybe at most three things, but really it's usually one or two. It's a really interesting um, discussion point, and it's topical for me. I'll give you a, 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 just a quick backstory. So yeah. I was mentored by someone who wouldn't allow me to just use my superpowers. Like he wanted me and pushed me to learn how to execute. Like for him, he felt that was key. Like I used to say to him, well, I'm not good at that. I, I can't do that. He'd be like, no, that's a call. And a lot of people let me off the hook, but he wouldn't. And I, be, you know, I went and did the study. I went from street smarts to executional smarts mm. and you know, book smarts and whatnot, did the MBAs and whatnot. And I would say that in very, I've kind of morphed into an executor, albeit mm. I'm still quite abstract and um, a bit disheveled and all over the place. <laughs> and, and, and one of the frustrations, though, I have, is when I'm working with founders or I'm around people that I like, I, I you know, they, they have the mentality that I, I'll just stick to my patch and my brilliance 
in one domain. And I'm like, well, is that an excuse for you to not stretch yourself? And then it goes to this conversation of like focusing on strengths or shoring up weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we determine when we need to skill up and level up in certain areas? Or like, no. And like, when is that an excuse? Because I'm sure, Justin, you would come across scenarios where people will abdicate responsibility because it's just not my thing. You know, your brain works very, it's an interesting brain. Um, So most of the people I talk to are ADHD, diagnosed or undiagnosed. They're all over the place. Um, um, And so that's not a disorder. It's a sign of genius. It's just mislabeled by humans. I'd say most of the top entrepreneurs that I talk to are ADHD diagnosed. So they're, they're idea, 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 idea. And then again, Gallup, Clifton, Strength Finders, there's 34 of them. I'm 32 out of 34 in ideation. So, which is actually a strength because I know if it's just somebody rambling uh, with nonsense and then I just, then, oh, there's a good idea. My top three are activate, maximize, achieve. So immediately simplify, immediate result. Immediately simplify, immediate result. So I put my Colby score in there. Uh, it's the only thing I write down before I meet someone, their name and their Colby score, because I, I know I'm talking to. So uh, what it is, is um, it's not your personality. I don't care what someone's personality is. I want to know if they're actually going to do something. And the third number of those threes is the most important one for me, uh, which is a seven. Uh, in five years as an entrepreneur, my firms have partnered with one person under a seven quick start. So seven is my quick start. Most of the folks I talk to are eight, nine, or 10. So they're just all over the place. Don't overthink anything. They just execute, just make the decision. And then I'm, I have a unicorn score because I have six follow through, which is incredibly high for an entrepreneur. Most of the folks I talk to have one, two, or three. So that's ADD diagnosed or undiagnosed. So I can keep up with the entrepreneur and follow through. Most most visionaries, if they don't hire three million people, then nothing will get done because they they don't have follow through. Um, so I have high quick start and high follow through and and high fact fighter. And and if you ask me to hold a pencil right or draw something, it's almost impossible for me. I, me neither. So, yeah. So the background with that is that um, I just stay in my zone of genius and continue to double down on that. Uh, besides putting my family first and ultra focused, um, just continuing to double down, raising rates, and then just continuing to just focus on zone of genius and exponentially grow that. Um, that's the number one reason why companies have been successful. So I'm not all over the place. I'm just, it's not an excuse. I mean, at Mm -hmm. the highest level, there are no excuses, only investment. And I know what I'm really good at. And I just focus on that. I think the difference with, that as well is some people know what they're good at and then they will get out of their own way to allow others to come in but yep. some people know what they're good at and still get in the way of others 100 percent, and that's roadblock. the problem that's the real problem like if you know roadblock. Yeah. yeah like if you know you're not good at some shit and you admit it but when the rubber meets the road you're still in the way right that's a problem Right. Right. And at the highest level. So I don't understand people who make excuses. Um, I just don't understand that. Uh, I'm 34 out of 34 in empathy. I don't understand why people would do that to themselves. It makes no sense to me. But top entrepreneur on the planet, I have endless empathy for them uh, because they wouldn't make an excuse and they wouldn't they wouldn't 
they wouldn't do that. So uh, regular person making an excuses, consultant making excuses, business owner making excuses. I have no idea why they're doing that. Top entrepreneur on the planet. I have endless empathy, endless empathy. And for the record, my Colby 8671, it literally means I've got this. That's literally what it means. Like, because I have high quick set and high follow through. And it's been a great learning experience that I've got this is not even close to as great as we've got this. What well, is Colby? Yeah, like, so, we keep referring to it. So, and I wanted to ask you, like, what is it and what's the relevance? So, Colby is four, it's four scores. It's not, it's not um, what your personality is, which is meaningless to me. It's how you take action. It's how right. you take action. So, uh, the first, my score is eight, six, seven, one. I've never met another one. I don't think I will. So, uh, it's one to 10, 10 is the highest. So, I'm an eight fact finder, which is that's really high. Most of the folks I talk to are very low in that. Uh, six follow through, which for an entrepreneur, visionary entrepreneur, that's astronomically high. Most of the folks I talk to are three, maybe four. Um, and then quick start, which is boom, 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 boom. I'm a seven, which is average to a little below average a visionary. Most of the folks I talk to are eight, nine or 10. And then the last number is one, which is implementer. That doesn't mean executing. That means using your hands, like drawing building something. Uh, I mean, I would be a zero if that existed. I can, I don't even know how to hold a pencil. Right. So most of the people I talk to, they're like three, three, nine, three. So very high quick start, which is the nine and, and little to no follow through. Well, who invented Colby? Like, where is it from? Like, what's the origins of yeah, this? So you're a I've high fact finder. Yeah. You're a, so Colby's the top entrepreneurial test in the world. Um, and the only thing, again, the only thing I write down before I meet someone uh, is their name and their Colby score. So for two reasons, there's two reasons. One, if someone knows of it or has heard of it, it's 100% of the time a higher level of conversation because it's the top entrepreneurial test in the world. It was invented by Kathy Colby. Uh, she's, she's run that company for 40 years. It's backed by science because, um, again, it's how your brain takes action. So that's that's one uh, higher level of conversation, a hundred percent of the time. It's not like disc or, uh, strength finders. Uh, to me, it's number one. And then two, um, it's the Bible of strategic coach, which top entrepreneurial group in the world. I'm very confident saying that I've been in it for a couple of years. And so in strategic coach, your name tag is your name, the industry you're in, not the name of your company because nobody cares. And then your Colby score, so then you know immediately who you're talking to. How did you find Colby? Like, what was the what was the draw to Colby? Like, what what was that story? What happened was is so I'm also a high fact finder, and have been an entrepreneur for five years with zero business background, and spent the first two years talking to people who had no idea what I was talking about, and um, it was really interesting because um, I just keep making bigger investments to be in smaller rooms, but the people in those rooms are making bigger impacts, so. I guess if you want to call those networking groups, I think the first group was $250 a year US, then it was 500, then it was 1,000, 2,000, 5,000. Now the two groups I'm in are 25,000 US a year each. I'd easily invest 50,000 a year each because it eliminates nonsense and attracts people that actually will do something. And anyway, in one of those smaller networking groups, I was talking to someone at lunch and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but the person who runs my company does. Uh, that person's name is Gary Clavin. 
And uh, he's a genius. I mean, he is. Uh, he graduated first in his Army Rangers graduating class. He's an incredibly successful uh, global entrepreneur in the financial industry. And uh, he's also a coach and strategic coach. And he's like, well, you're not $500 a year. Groove, you're 10000 a year. Those are the only people that will understand what you're talking about. And he's like, before you join, take your Colby. Um, and I did because I'm an activator. And so when I when he saw my score, he's like eight, six, seven, one. He, it, no, he'd never seen that before. Never. And he still hasn't because um, it's a unicorn score. But then my eight fact finder, because I'm a high fact finder, it's been obsessed with learning about people's Colby because in five years as an entrepreneur, my firm's a partner with one person under a seven quick start. So, I mean, and I wrote about him in my new book because uh, I'm fascinated by him. But quick start's incredibly important. Because I only want to partner with people that are going to do something and not waste my time. Are these fixed, Justin? Like if I, let, let's talk about, is there a risk when I put numerical uh, no, context? No, no, no. You, let, you, you see where I'm going though? Like, is it fixed? No, can no. I can I influence it? Can I change it? Can I evolve if I desire to? Or is this a, a score that is effectively who I am forever? So it's backed by um, <clears throat> it's backed by decades of science, and then you can take it multiple times, and it it very rarely changes um, more than a point or two. In five years, I've seen one person's score dramatically change, and uh, there was a reason why. He went from uh, a very low fact finder to a very high fact finder and a very high quick start to a very low quick start. And I go, well, what happened? He goes, oh, I just had my first child. I'm like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> Context so, of his life changed. Yeah, yeah. But, <clears throat> no, that's why I like it because it doesn't change. So effectively what you're talking about is really knowing thyself. So for an entrepreneur, why is it important to have this level of understanding about themselves? Like what now I have this knowledge what does this enable me to do well again if you have the right mindset it attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities so if you know who you are and know who you aren't you can just focus on who you are and continue to double down on that so i mean that's you know again i haven't done anything outbound in years i just focus on who i am most people don't they don't understand what i'm talking about they don't understand what my firms do and that's fine but the top entrepreneurs on the planet do and they love me. They love the directness. They love the fact that it's just result, simplify and activate for them, simplify their message and share it with the world and then connect them to other visionaries. And and because of Colby and high quick start and knowing how those brains tick, those folks change the world, the and they allow me to simplify their message and change the world by connecting them to other people. And that allows me to spend time with my family, which is what I really care about most. So it eliminates all this other nonsense that most people are living in. And I can just focus on what I like to do and what I'm good at. And as you focus and you continue to focus on what you, you're good at, what you love, Justin, what have been some of the critical habits that you've had to adopt as an entrepreneur, like stuff that's really kept you grounded on the path? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, and again, talk to me is completely meaningless without action. Um, the only time I ever really talk is when it's in this type of format. Um, I, I was a journalist for 20 years, so I'd rather listen to folks. Um, 
So I don't really like to talk that much. However, my entire life is is uh, good patterns which become good habits. That's my entire life. Um, um, so a couple examples. One, the first thing I do every single day, every single day is a grateful journal to my wife, uh, Sarah, who's a pediatrician. If you think of the opposite personality as me, that would be her. She is love, warmth, rules, order, calendar items, lists, whatever that is. Um, and the most important thing for her is for someone to say thank you to her. So that's the first thing I do every day. Grateful journal to her, what I'm grateful for uh, the previous 24 hours. Okay. That's the first thing. Two, do you give that to her, Justin? Sorry, let me ask now you. And then, yep. Every now okay. and then I will give that to her. The file's right. so big sometimes. <laughs> it's so big now that I'll, uh, <laughs> it shuts <laughs> shuts down the email. But um, yeah. And then uh, I guess to dovetail that, uh, every night at the end of the day, I ask her her top three wins for the day. Um, because again, like for her, that's, I don't care if anyone says thank you to me, but for her, it's very important. So um, mm. acknowledge that. Okay, so that's one. Two, uh, for at least, I know you're an endurance runner, athlete. Um, for the last at least 15 years, I've run outside six days a week, no matter the weather conditions. Um, so and we're in the Chicago area, so the weather's never good here, except for today for some reason. That's why I'm in my backyard. Um, so three to five miles, which is five to eight kilometers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Every uh, six days a week, except Sunday. And then during that, we'll listen to shows like this. So feeding the, the you know, body, mind, which is the same thing. I I want to just quickly go to your first point. Um, again, I ask questions selfishly, can't help it. You know, this whole piece around building a business, being driven. You know, I've got two young kids, two and mm -hmm. five year old. And um, sometimes I feel, and my wife have talked about it, like <clears throat> the time between us is the leftovers. And, you know, I don't, I don't like that. And so we, we really trying to, well, we're really focused on that. Like, how do entrepreneurs keep their marriage? Like what's been the recipe for you? Like how, you know, in terms of just that piece, because obviously you, you, you have a focus on it. Like your gratitude list. Is oh, great. why like, wouldn't you? I mean, why would that? So, okay. So I talked to one to two people again, most of my day is spending time with my wife and our sons who are eight and 10 or talking to the world's top entrepreneurs. So not consultants, not business owners, Definitely not humans. Uh, these people are barely human uh, in a good way. I mean, we're people like me are usually yeah. aliens in our own family, community, and vertical. The only people that understand us are top of the country. So, um, so I talk to one to two people a week like that who have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from having a family. So that's a bad idea. I'm going to activate, maximize, achieve not doing that. So here, here's my litmus test. Okay, this is my entire litmus test for that. Most people don't have the confidence and or courage to be like this, but I do because I'm not going to let entrepreneur life destroy my family life. So if I talk to someone and I will immediately know, because uh, when you talk to the same type of person, you know if they're like that or not. So if I talk to someone and I will realize right away, if they're going to take time away from me and my family, I will never talk to that person again. If I talk to someone and I know I can add value to them and they can add value to me, lifetime friendship. So, but mm. why would you talk to someone who's going to take time away from you and your family? That's, that doesn't make any sense to me. 
Okay, so so the third the third thing I do every day or Friday, uh, Monday through Friday is a grateful journal on LinkedIn, which I've already included this in that. But uh, so it's a commercial for other people what I'm grateful for that day. And so to simplify all that, when you're constantly grateful, it's hard to be grateful or ungrateful. Excuse me. Mm. When you're constantly grateful, it's hard to be ungrateful. And so gratitude attracts gratitude and it repels arrogance. Yeah. Mm. Hey, folks, a quick break to thank you for joining us on the third year of Ultra Habits. A hell of a ride. Thank you for coming. Now, one of the things about having all these amazing conversations day in, day out is I feel like I talk a lot, but I'm not always doing as much as I'd like to. I'm just not sharpening my sword the way that I'm used to. So I decided to put myself back under the heat. I will be embarking on a new crucible as I attempt a Guinness Book World Record feat. And more to be revealed on that later. But I want to document the journey, real, raw, uncut, uncurated, with a real, real focus on the habits that I'm going to be implementing on a daily basis to sustain me on this crazy journey. If you haven't already, subscribe to the newsletter. It's all there. It'll be www.ultrahabits.co. That's www.ultrahabits.co. Come along the ride. Let's do this together. Yeah, I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and, you know, it's a big thing. Gratitude lists, we share it around. I'm not as um, strong on them as I probably used to be or should be, but it's, you know, for someone that's newly sober, reframing their woes and focusing on what is working and the silver lining is really critical, particularly right. within the difficult times. I mean, there's science behind that as well. Yeah. I um, I really value that, Justin. Thanks for sharing that with us. I want to go into some of your business principles now. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. you, you talked about, you don't see competition. There is no competition. You see collaborative uh, collaboration. Talk about co-competition. Unpack that for us, man. Yeah. So at the highest level, there is no competition, only collaboration. So, um, business owners, consultants, humans, they live in the world of competition, true visionary entrepreneur. They just, they're just they're just trying to change the world by collaborating with other the world people. So their world people, I I can't help them because they take time away from me and my family. The world people, the purpose of my life is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary abundance investment mindset entrepreneur. Not business owner, not consultant, not human, entrepreneur, fundamental difference, and share their stories with the world, not their the. So the world people have already changed their world, their world, or they're going to do whatever it takes to change their world, and they're going to change the world. Those people do not live in competition space. They live in full collaboration. So I guess technically my first company is in the PR, public relations space, and people are like, oh, isn't, that's competitive, right? I go, no, because, because the only people that you know, I want to partner with through that firm are visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments, not cost. So there's there's no competition. And if anyone asks, what do you cost or charge? I'll never talk to that person again because they're in they're in their world. They're a business owner. And so and those are people that are going to take time away from me and my family. So that's not arrogance at all. That's just confidence in, in who I am and knowing that I'm a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur and would never let entrepreneur life destroy my family. So very simple can we draw just for the audience the distinction for you in regards to business owner and entrepreneur 100 percent. 
it's a great it's a great question i appreciate it and um you know i've been an entrepreneur for five years when i was a journalist for 20 years but really i was an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist so never understood negative news political news if it bleeds it leads i i don't understand that so as a journalist wrote about cool people changing the world and as an entrepreneur writing about and connecting you know cool people changing the world and so business owners care about revenue office space employee count bottom line whatever that stuff is they care about material things material and they're trying to change their world their their true entrepreneur true visionary they care about purpose, spending time with family and loved ones, connecting people, collaborating, and they're trying to change and actually doing, they're changing the world, the, it's a fundamental difference. And I would, to quantify it without quantifying it, I'd venture to say my firm's partner with maybe, maybe 0.1% of the population. And most people, because they don't live in abundance, thinks that think that's a small number. I'm like, well, it's not because you're not in collaborative space. There's, let's say there's 8 billion people on the planet. 0.1% of 8 billion is 8 million. That's 8 million. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. And those are the ones that actually will change the world and help everyone else. So my firms, we help the 8 million who help everyone else. Mm, okay. So uh, a lot of the, uh, oh, particularly the, the distinction that you're making is really about a mindset right because the right mindset attracts the right network which creates the right opportunities so that's the same it's the same formula and that's the number one thing that i've learned if you have the right mindset it attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities so then you ask the habits that create that mindset which i told you and that's i mean that's it so and it's the same formula so i keep making bigger investments in smaller rooms but the people in those rooms are making bigger impacts so again twenty five thousand a year uh, each for the two groups I'm in, I'll, I'm easily would spend fifty thousand a year. So the people in those rooms, less people in the room, but they're making bigger impact. So that allows me to spend biggest investment in smallest room, which is my family, where I can make the most impact. So it's the same formula: bigger mm-hmm. investment, smaller room. People in those rooms making bigger impact allows me to spend biggest investment, most time in my family, where I can make the most impact. You're not stretched. You're Why would focused. you be? Yeah, yeah. You're focused on where the activity, where you're driving good ROI, and ROI could be defined as many different things, not necessarily. That's a great <clears> question. <throat> so I've, um, in eight eight years as an or eight years in five years as an entrepreneur, I've gotten the ROI question eight times. So mm-hmm. one or two times a year, and I don't like ROI is totally meaningless to me, other than time with my family and mm-hmm. and network. So yeah. so business owners care about you know, whatever that stuff is, uh, the only, like in the 10X aspect, my 10Xs are two things. One, experience in life with my family. If you have a good family life, you have a good life. I have not met one person, whether they're an alien like me or a human, that if they, if you have a good family life, if you don't have a good life, I haven't met that person. If you meet that person that has a good family life and hasn't had a good life, please introduce them to me. I'd like to meet that person. Yes. And then the other 10x is network on a global level. When you create endless opportunities for your network, they create endless opportunities for you. Mate, it's so important, right? Like we we have lots of women that watch the show. We have lots of men. Hmm. Um, conversations I have with my 
male mentors in particular, you know, around the primary relationship, right? Like it's an inside out approach, but I think a lot of people are working an outside in approach and hmm. the things that they're serving aren't actually allowing them to spend time doing the things they think they're doing it. For. Winning the wrong <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all forever, for what it's at, for whatever it's worth, uh, the new book that I just wrote, yeah. Wall Street Journal bestseller in USA Today, and it was number one overall on Amazon Kindle. It's about how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. I mean, that's literally, and then Peter Diamandis, he's one of the top entrepreneurs in the world to the forward. But one of, you know, one of the chapters is winning the wrong game. So when someone leads with revenue and, hey, I just expanded here, and they're just, that they care about material stuff, not a true entrepreneur. Well, well Justin, I hear my wife yelling at my kids. They're trying to get That's to school. That's awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to start to land this plane. Um, but I, I have to say, I really value this conversation. I think Me there too. was a lot of takeaways. I'm going to ask you one question, though, uh, before we before we go. Um, you said people are born with superpowers. You, re you refer to that. How do people find them, Justin? Do, does everyone have them? Like, is everyone a potential alien? Like, can can is it just about finding it? And if so, how do we how, how does someone do that? I strongly feel you're either born top entrepreneur on the planet or you're not. Uh, most people are not born to be top entrepreneur on the planet. I think most people would say, hey, uh, if you can let me make as much money as I want to, see my family and friends, whatever I want to, do what I like to do and what I'm good at, uh, sign me up for that. But I have not met, this is what separates entrepreneurs from humans, consultants, business owners. Uh, I have not met one, not one, that hasn't overcome at least one of the following four things. Most are two or three. And then it's actually interesting that really successful ones, most of them are all four. So this is what separates entrepreneurs from everyone else. Four things are bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy, two, depression, three, the highest level of anxiety that you can imagine, and four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So humans, business owners, whatever that world, those are excuses. Entrepreneur at the highest level, okay. Fuel, figure it out. Now, many times, not always, but many times, entrepreneurs who are the most damaged people with the best coping skills, that's what entrepreneurs are. Most damaged people with best coping skills, they use those coping skills to create massive company, massive revenue, that stuff. And then many times, definitely not always, but many times at the expense of anything meaningful in their life. So, so that's what I see. That's why I wrote the book, because I'm just like, you don't have to destroy you don't have to destroy your family or have anything meaningful in your life for this, for this life. Um, and as a journalist, you don't get into that for employee count. I mean, that's not why you become a journalist. So it was, it's been great to not have that, that, that damage of business school or school in general with that kind of thing, just to learn how to win the wrong game. Cause I don't, I don't care about that. I just want to spend time with my family and grow my network. And so when you're constantly talking to the world's top entrepreneurs and they're letting this life destroy their family life or prevent them from having a family, I'm very aware of not doing that. Very, 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 very aware to make sure that I put my family first, no matter what. You know, people will value what they see is good. And I think like a big challenge with entrepreneurs or anyone is that what they say is important isn't what is actually represented in how they spend their time or energy. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that a lot of the entrepreneurs that 
are willing to destroy their lives or not, or, you know, their family lives or not have one, they're probably still at a place where they don't value it. Like, I think they will tell you they value it, but they don't because if they were, they would be having the conversation that you're having with me. And I guess what your book, I think that's why I think your, your book is brilliant. Like it, it's, it's, I think the last piece of that, like how not to destroy the family, like. So like fascinating that. because it, okay. Yeah. I hate using the word should, like, I, I can't believe I even just said that, but it should be the first piece, but it's, 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 it's like, um, again, entrepreneurs, most damn, the very most damaged people with the best coping skills. So, um, again, simplify into patterns. Most of the entrepreneurs I, I talk to are one, if not more of the following third, four things, one ADHD for sure. That's most of them. Um, again, not a disorder. Uh, two is Asperger's minor Asperger's. My wife, who is a doctor has unofficially officially diagnosed me with that. Um, and that's like ultra focus, which makes sense. Third, which is really interesting. I was talking to, um, an assessment expert who's done decades of assessments, uh, she said 30% of very high performing entrepreneurs are dyslexic, 30%, which makes sense because they can't learn one way. So their brain adapted. And then the fourth one, which is definitely true because most of the people I talk to, if not all of them fall into this category, they have incredibly high IQ or EQ, whether they've taken the test or not. Most of the people I talk to, I can just tell are 140 and above. And 140 is uh, 1% of the population. That's genius. And then I'm 139, uh, which I'm actually glad because it's like a bridge between true geniuses and humans. And when you get way above 140, you are, it is like robotic, like barely human in any capacity. So I'm glad I'm actually not that high. Well, you know what? I found your fascination with like the numbers and, yeah. and kind of like, you know, like the, I, I could feel that coming through. In fact, um, <laughs> I'm probably going to connect you. I don't know if you know, I had a previous guest. His name's Darren Jacklin. Yeah, He's I Canadian. talked to Darren last week. Okay. Yeah, okay, well, I, you get, you get what I'm putting down. Like I had him on the podcast and, yeah. and obviously during school, he was kind of put in, um, you, you know, they, they thought All it right. was retarded. He kind of grew up in an era where they didn't really know what to do, I think, with mm-hmm. spectrum-ish kids. and but. Yeah. I had a conversation on my podcast with him. Like I didn't have a coffee yet. And that like we spoke and he was just like, boom, right? Like he was just like, he's probably a 10 quick start. Uh, he has not taken his Colby, but he's a nine or 10 quick start. For sure. that was extraordinary. Like he's um, computing and just hundred percent. He's, he's just everywhere. And so again, I did not know you had him on your podcast, but this is what I'm talking about. Right. Mindset attracts right network race yeah. right after. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, I just so that's a perfect. <laughs> you yeah. just, I just, yeah. you, so yeah. you're like, oh, what about results or action? Well, you just answer it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So people like that love me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you guys are. Yeah, I can, I can see the connection. So, so, no so, it, yeah, I mean, it was just, um, yeah, when you were <laughs> speaking, I just couldn't help but think about about Darren. So, as as we as we kind of head out here, by Justin, the way, it's her, um, Darren Jet. He's a sir. He's he's nice. Yeah, he's sir. There, yeah, he's a sir now. He's definitely he's a, a sir. sir. He literally yeah. is. <laughs> and it's it's crazy. Like they they kind of um very similar to you. Like the references to numer- numerical order. Um, he's he he's he's got 
um, and I, I've got a friend here in Melbourne like this too, just this massive bandwidth for um, retaining information as yeah. well. Like um, I felt like Darren was quite remarkable there. And, you know, like yeah, he was talking to me. Yeah. He was talking to me about like working with individuals in high net worth where they're creating 500 year uh, family legacy plans, like shit that just blew my mind, right? Like, it's like, amazing, what? right? I was like, what is going on here, right? Like, like, do you ever get tired of that? Like, so that, yeah, I was yeah. talking to Darren Jacklin, Darren Jacklin, Darren Jacklin, Darren, and I never get tired of that because those are the only people that will actually, they're, they will do it. And then just connecting them to other people like that. And here's the other thing that's super interesting. There's two things. One, my wife, who's a human at the highest level, she's incredibly brilliant, not an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, thank God. She's like, you have to stop identifying people by numbers. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I just look at people and I see numbers there. I look at people and see their Colby. And then the other thing is you not, not always, but usually people like us, usually marry stabilizing humans. So I was always, I always ask people like us, so is your spouse, like a, a school teacher, social worker, yeah. I was a pediatrician and they're like a pilot. And they're like, how'd you know that? I go, well, imagine marrying yourself. That wouldn't, wouldn't go very well. It can happen, though. Uh, yeah, but more often than yeah. not, it's a human they, that they marry. Yeah, my wife doesn't drink the Kool-Aid, that's for sure. And oh, I kind of yeah, need that. Like, eh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is your wife's profession? What is what is her profession? She's not working right now. So well, what, she's would been, she, what is she trained in? She's a hairdresser, right? So Perfect. she wasn't a professional. Perfect. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, she... She kind of listens and is used to kind of being a pseudo psychologist, uh, but she she doesn't. We don't go deep, and it's probably suitable because what it does is it helps me kind of not um, go too deep when I'm at home. Like I can be a bit. Oh my god! You, I have you know what I mean? You. Do you want to hear this? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So my book. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious i'm only imagining this because it's funny and my wife is really she's really smart has a photographic memory our first date was the day before she started medical school so if there's anything comparable to entrepreneur life is going through that but she's a total human thank god so my my book came out in august and it sold and it relatively quickly it sold uh ten thousand copies relatively quick so i i got for me, I don't really get excited about things, but I was pretty yeah, happy about that. Sure. And then it made Wall Street Journal like, okay, so so it so it sells it sells this ten thousand copy. And I was looking on the computer when it happened. I got excited, and she goes, "Justin, Justin, get going, get go in the backyard." Go in. I'm like, "What's wrong?" She goes, "Our one of our dogs is it, it, she's eating a, a squirrel." <laughs> I'm like oh my god! So I ran into the but I'm so thankful for that because, like, I I need that. She yeah. taught me how to say thank you and like, mm. hey, pick up your kids at school. Don't forget. Oh man, let me so tell thank you. God. Thank God. It, it, the The relationship with my wife forced me to focus on things that I used to think were trivial and would look arrogant. Like they would have, I would have been completely arrogant. Like, what do you mean? Do that? Like that's, I've got shit to do. <laughs> you know, like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, and she was like, no, you're going to do that. Like, well, know? that's why the grateful journal to my wife, that's the first thing I do every day. It's a yeah. constant reminder yeah. of how important, because no, without her, I'm not, yeah. it's really bad situation. Yeah, yeah. dude. D- d- uh, 
reminds me of a conversation I have with Jack Daly. I talked to Jack Daly a lot uh, in, in, in San Diego. And he's, I said to him, Jack, I go, he's really intentional. He's like, he, he's like, dude, he's goes, I'm not going to do shit. I don't want to do. Right. You know, I'm not going to nail a hammer. I'm not going to do anything that's oh, even oh. remotely outside of my wheelhouse. It's just a waste of time. And I was like, well, Jack, isn't that kind of like, he's like, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. No. Why would you do that? Was, that would be insane. If I would, if I did a hammer and a nail, I would, I would probably break my finger. I would break. My, my wife finger. doesn't let me do it. She doesn't let me do anything that requires tools because I, I break shit. So oh, you're a low implementer. You would like the. Um, I'll send you the Colby after this. Yeah, send it, send it to me, mate. Yeah, so, yeah. where do our audience? Where can they find more uh, about you, just in your book, and kind of learn more about what you do, bro? Okay, thank you. Um, um, yeah, the book is called Epic Life. Um, I think it was a, I think it was a bestseller in Australia. I think it was, um, I'm guessing it was. the, uh, um, it's all over the world. Um, and then, uh, I guess we'll mention the company, the, uh, the two companies, uh, uh, founder of our Brepic, which is a global PR firm, B-R-E-P-I-C, LLC.com. And then, uh, global connectivity platform, Brepic network that's linked in without the BS and vital only connectivity platform. So very grateful for that. And, and, uh, it's only the beginning, man. Excited for more conversations here and can't wait for to hear sure. your Colby. I'm going to guess you're in, I'm going to guess, see, I'm eight, six, seven, one. You're at least a seven. I'm going to guess you're a seven, seven, five, one. I'm going to guess you're a seven, seven, five. One. Well, send it through. I'll take it and let's do it for shits and giggles. Cause I want to see if your you numerical wizardry is, uh, hits the mark. <laughs> all right man thank you so much for your time justin congrats on marrying a stabilizing human and having two great kids it's a daily miracle right daily miracle. it really is particularly for someone like me and but hey <laughs> i'm sending you colby now really appreciate the time man really appreciate it